Hello, I am Gabrielle Stahlschmidt, St. Louis's vocal coach, musician, podcast host, and online educational content creator. It's always been my dream to create more than a studio, a true community for musicians, both locally and internationally. And now that dream is finally here, a game-changing online coaching and continuing education space for today's musicians and creatives like you, created by industry VIPs and professional educators, dedicated to up-leveling your training, cultivating intentional voices, and ready to ignite success in the arts and everyday life. Are you ready to own your voice? Welcome to Own Your Voice, the personal and professional development podcast for today's creative artists. Grab a chair and join us. We saved you a seat at the table. Now, here's your host, Gabrielle Stahlschmidt. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the studio. I am so excited because I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Regan Farney, and this girl wears a lot of hats. Let me just tell you, she's an incredible electric violinist. She is a singer, a songwriter, and a fab entrepreneur. You should check out her social media because her aesthetic is on point. I'm very jealous. I need all the tips. So if you want to go find her music first and foremost, it is Regan May underscore music may m-a-e and reagan is r-e-g-a-n so reagan may underscore music check it out you will not be disappointed follow her you'll get all the inspiration so how are you first and foremost i'm doing great how are you gabrielle i am fabulous and i'm so excited to talk to you because i can learn so much about you and your music and your process so i'm here to learn from you teach me all of your fabulous ways um, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I've been really excited for this interview and um, just looking forward to it. Yay. So first, can you kind of tell me a little bit about your musical background? I know we said you're an electric violinist, but what other instruments do you play? All the good details. Yes. So um, I started violin when I was six. So I've been playing for about 16 years now. Um, and then shortly after that, I'd say about like four years later, I started playing the piano. I don't always like advertise that I play the piano because I'm not amazing at it. But um, <laughs> I do love. Awesome. Uh, you have to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I do love um, playing around on it sometimes. And it definitely helped me when it came to like sight reading. Um, so I always re really recommend that, especially if you start with a string instrument, like going to something like piano is, um, going to help you like visually see like what notes you're playing and also just like multitasking, playing two hands at a time and learning like bass clap and treble clap. Um, so I started doing that about four years after that. And then, um, more recently in recent years, I got into playing the ukulele and I love the ukulele because I, I was really wanting to work on like, um, well on violin, we call them double stops, but it's basically where you're playing two strings at once. Um, and just like playing chords. Um, and so I wanted to get better at that because I was doing more competitive work in violin. Um, and I thought, you know, I wonder if there's like a smaller string instrument I can maybe practice like chords and stuff on. Um, so I thought ukulele would be great um, because it is so compact and easy to learn and it would kind of just introduce me into you know, playing like basic chords. Um, and obviously like the neck of a 
ukulele is bigger than the violin. So I don't know if it really accomplished what I was going for, but I did. I really enjoyed playing it. And plus just being a musician, picking up more instruments is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. Um, and then of course I've, I've been singing like for as long as I can remember. Um, so like just since I was very young, and so when I started doing the ukulele, um, I did some finger picking things um, and it kind of sounded like a harp, which I love harps. Yes. Um, but I was like, I've got to start sing, like learning how to sing and play at the same time. Um, so I ended up doing um, just like starting to do covers on the ukulele and singing along. And uh, let me tell you, it's like, like you have to really learn how to multitask right um when you've been used to playing an instrument that you just concentrate and you're not like also using your voice mm -hmm. um it was a little bit of a learning curve um but it was so fun uh to just pick that up um and then more recently i um <clears throat> i found this instrument called a tenor guitar and um which is really fun so basically <laughs> yes it's so tiny um it's so cute i wanted to start learning to play that because i thought oh well this um has steel strings which is different from an ukulele but i was told um it had like the same finger shapes for the chord so it would be an easy like transfer from ukulele mm -hmm. um and tenor guitar is actually like the last four strings of a guitar mm -hmm. um but i found i i tuned mine differently to make it more of a i guess you could call it a baritone ukulele okay um, but uh so the chords that you're playing are not the same chords that you play on ukulele they are the same hand shapes right <laughs> they're completely different chords um so anyway you live and you learn but um i really love um just the sound of it, it sounds like a guitar um and it's just like a really like baby guitar it's it is cute. yeah um you have and then from that uh i did pick up guitar a little bit i've done okay. a little bit of guitar um um, but I don't know, not, not a whole lot just in recent, recent months, but, um, I have an electric guitar that I've kind of played around with a looping pedal. So it's just fun. Just kind of branching out from violin. That's amazing. I did not know that. That's okay. I can totally picture it though, but that's amazing. Um, do you have a preferred instrument that you like to songwrite with? Um, usually ukulele. Um, I find that I, it, it's easier to kind of flesh out just a basic chord progression to go underneath just a tune. Um, I don't have like a specific place that I start. I don't always start with the chords, but I don't always, and I don't always start with the melody. It kind of just depends on the day. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, like, I don't know what it is about driving in the car but driving in the car is where I come up with so many song ideas okay. um and I, I don't know I guess it's just because I am focusing on driving and if I just like turn my music off in the car then um it gives me something to like do with my my mind mm -hmm. um 
And so a lot of the time I have started with like a melody um, and then picking up the ukulele and then trying to figure out chords to go along with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, typically it'd be my ukulele. Okay. So then I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but for those who are just listening in and who don't know, Reagan is now part of the Own Your Voice Academy family, and I'm very excited. And she is our featured guest on the upcoming workshop next week. So if you're not signed up for it, definitely do. She's a wealth of wisdom, and you'll learn so much from her. So November 21st, go to ownyourvoiceacademy.com, subscribe, all the shameless plugs, and you will find her there. But we had this kind of age-old debate question of, do you start with the melody first? Do you start with the lyrics first? And for you, you kind of said, eh, it depends on the day. Mm-hmm. So more often than not, would you say, have you ever thought about it? Do you <clears throat> generally, when you go back and look at your music, oh, I started with the melody first there, or I started mm-hmm. with the lyrics first, or is it literally just 50-50? It's, honestly, it's about 50-50. I, um... I think often um, I'll start with an idea for like the chorus before I um, come up with like a verse to go along with it. Um, And it's kind of a toss up. Like sometimes I'll just be playing around like um, a song that I wrote called Wait, which um, hoping to have this recorded and out soon for you all to listen to. Um, But I had started with, a tenor guitar part for that and then kind of built onto it um, with vocals and figuring out like words that went along with it um but yeah things like <clears throat> I think often like if I'm driving in the car um yeah I, I don't know it is 50 50 but um like I said when I'm driving the car it's usually like my hands are busy so I come up with some kind of uh, melody <laughs> That is multitasking at its finest. And it's easy <laughs> yeah. to you're listening to the radio and you get inspired or do, do random melodies just come to you? Um, I, I would say that I, I mean, I think we all are inspired by our favorite artists in some kind of way. Um, but I find it's when I turn off the music and just like, I, I don't know, like some people are just afraid to even start trying. And I used to be one of those people. Um, like I used to think, no, I don't want it to be cheesy. And so I didn't even try. And like, I don't know if I'm the only one who does this. Like maybe there's other people who do this too, but like seeing on my own, like I'm literally all by myself. Like no one's around. It's not like I could be embarrassed by anything, but there are times when I'm just like, that sounded terrible. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm literally just sitting with myself. You're fine. Right. Right. Um, but um sometimes you just got to get over that um i don't know that embarrassed feeling of like oh that didn't sound too good mm-hmm. um because that is like once you get past that point that's where you can actually start creating something yeah. um forget about um you know what other people have written or um oh man this just doesn't sound too great i don't think this would be like a top hit mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a top hit it could be just something that gets you launched into writing music. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, that's just kind of my experience with that. <laughs> yeah. Now I've talked to my students about this a lot because I think there's this pressure of when you sit down to write a piece of music, 
you want the final product to be the final product. And that's not really how songwriting works. It evolves mm -hmm. over time. How many times would you say um, your songs have kind of taken on a new life or a new meaning and you've rewritten them? Right. Um, honestly, there have been a couple songs that I've started to write and then I completely take them back to scratch. Um, or, and not to like discourage anybody, um, but there'll be songs that I, like I still have songs that I haven't finished in my phone because I'm like, mm, I don't know, I haven't quite figured out where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it's, it's very common, like definitely don't get discouraged because something's not coming together the way you thought it would or, um, like for instance, one of my, one of my favorite, um, artist, uh, um, Hunter Hayes, he was talking about a song that he wrote a long time ago, um, that he performs all the time, but he still doesn't like it. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a lot of people who love it and it's a song that I actually really like. Um, but he, I, I was watching a live of him recently and he was just like, I perform it all the time and I even took it back like we did a um kind of an encore in his encore album mm -hmm. they completely they tried to change the instrumentation and rearrange the song and it's still to the point where he like still doesn't really like it so I mean there's many artists uh and you might find that like some of your songs that you're like mm, I didn't quite I don't know what's wrong with it I haven't quite decided like like if I like that but then there's gonna be a ton of people who love it so um don't let that like hold you back yeah and that's something I have to constantly tell myself like ah, you know like write it instead of getting caught up in like not exactly what I want or you know you can always you know strip it back to the basics and and change a word here or there to kind of like uh, get across a whole new meaning. But so then, how do you know that a song is ready to perform? Hmm. Um, I think for my songs, I have some kind of emotional connection to it. Um, not that like all of your songs have to be so touchy feely, but um, there's always there's a point where I play a song and I like get chills or like I'm reading the lyrics and I'm like, Oh, that's so good. And that's something that I like, that I feel ready to, um, to show to others mm -hmm. because it, um, it speaks to me in more of an emotional level than just like a catchy, Oh, that's a good song kind of way. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I find. And honestly, like, sometimes you'll never get that with a song. Maybe you'll be like, I don't know if this is any good, but I'm just gonna, I'm, it's finished. So I, I'd say in those moments, just go for it. And then um, you can even ask someone close to you and ask them what their reaction to it was or um, if they connected with it. Because um, I feel like that's something uh, for my music, I hope to write things that people can connect with in some kind of way. Um, not just something that is, you know, fun to listen to. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah. 
so then that kind of segues into the wonderful world of jingle grams. Can you tell me all about those? Yeah. Yes. Ah, oh, jingle grams. Um, <laughs> so just kind of coming along with um, <clears throat> that idea of just going for it. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to tell a, a funny story from uh, on how I actually got uh, started writing music. Um, again, I've been a musician for 16 years. So uh, being a songwriter in the more recent years might sound kind of odd, but it was because I had this hang up of like, oh, I don't think I'll write anything very good or I'm not good at it. Um, but it wasn't until um, me and my sister, who is also a musician, their musician friend, Emily, uh, we were like meeting up for lunch one day um, and we went to like Mod Pizza and we had decided Emily and I had just gotten ukuleles and we're like oh my goodness we know how to play a couple chords we should get together and just like jam and so that's what we were planning to do is just like eat pizza and jam and I so we brought our instruments in my sister and Emily had just come back from orchestra practice so we were like meeting up after orchestra and so my sister had her violin and then Emily had her viola and then I had my little ukulele walking in uh, to get pizza. And, um, this worker had said, oh my goodness, are you musicians? Are you going to play for us? You know, like most musicians hear that when they have their instruments out in oh, public right. with them. And we're just like, ah, yeah. and she's like, no, I'm serious. Like, I write, I, like, I don't even care. Like, just write a song, write, just like sing a song about pizza and I'll give you free pizza <laughs> and I was like like for real and she was like yeah and so us being the uh, and maybe me being the perfectionist I am we like turn to each other and we're like okay what about this chord this chord and this chord and then <laughs> we'll like uh we'll just like bring it back to a chorus or something I don't know like I, again and I had not really officially written any songs before but uh I don't know. It was just like, food is a great motivator. <laughs> like, like pizza. Um, so yeah, like, yes. And so, um, we were just like getting really serious about it. And like, I started getting that like heart pounding feeling of like, what, how am I going to rhyme? And I was thinking, you know, I could just do something super basic. She said she didn't even care. It just had to be about pizza. And I'm like, I could do that, right? It might be kind of goofy. Um, but then, then she had said, wow, you guys seem really serious about it. Tell you what, just order your pizza. Um, I like, I can tell that you guys are actually going to work on it. And then um, while you're working on it, we'll make your pizza. And so I was just like, shoot, like we already had like a down payment on this. <laughs> like, and so I was like, okay. And so we sat down and um, collaborate, uh, collaboratively wrote a song in like 45 minutes. And it, it was like legit. We had like a little um, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And then we had like a little interlude um, you know, in three different instruments. So we're just like, oh, okay. And we, um, it was like 
a really simple little jingle, as I would put it. And um, it was really cute. And they all were super excited about it the whole time. And like, we got to the point where we're like, okay, we have this song ready for you all. And so like literally all the workers just like stopped what they were doing, got their phones out and recorded us singing this little song for them. <laughs> and it was very nerve wracking, um, but it was so fun. And I think like just getting over that hump of writing music, um, that like helped, um, it helped to have like two other people to do it with and yeah. collaborate with. And also like being on like this time crunch of like, Oh, I have to like write this like right now. Um, it just kind of pushed me just enough to kind of get out of that slump of like, I can't write a song. Um, so that I, that, moment kind of inspired this idea of jingle grams um of course a couple years later so uh, the pandemic hits and i you know i'm here as a musician performer and it's like there's not gonna be any concerts that i'm gonna be playing for anytime soon we don't really know how long like this is gonna last um, I know for myself, like I had some wedding gigs lined up for violin that got rescheduled to next year. <clears throat> and so I started thinking, man, um, it's going to be kind of difficult to uh, stay motivated writing music um, and just like not really knowing what's going to happen. Um, but also just like seeing everybody kind of... Um, a lot of people starting to get discouraged and I'm very much like, a, um, I just love to encourage people. <laughs> and, uh, so I was just like brainstorming some ways that I could, for one, um, continue to write music and just practice writing music and have like little projects that could be completed, mm -hmm. um, in a short amount of time. Cause I was just getting stuck with some of my songs. Just, it was a longer process. <clears throat> I was actually, at the beginning of the year looking into like getting into the studio and actually recording some of the songs. Um, and that actually kind of fell through too. So I just kind of felt like everything was on pause and, and, um, so I was kind of brainstorming some ways to be creative. And so I thought, Hmm, what if I could write a song? Like, a little short song like I did at Mod Pizza like a couple years ago, um, just based off of like three things about a person. I don't know what, like why three things specifically, but uh, I was like, that sounds like a catchy, like marketing tool, but also like challenging, <laughs> like that sounds challenging too. Um, and so I was thinking, okay, well, what if it was a form of like like a little encouraging message to send off to a friend mm -hmm. and then I was thinking I mean I could write songs about my friends but how can I get other people involved and um how can I continue like to kind of add that pressure and and um in completing songs instead of just oh this is just a hobby I'm doing for myself right um, so that's where jingle grams kind of came from and also like just people talking about like small businesses and supporting your small business 
And um, I was thinking, man, I'm just thinking about all the creatives that are struggling right now during this time um, to continue to work on their craft. And like a lot of us were out of jobs. <laughs> so um, I was wondering how I could not only challenge myself and involve other people, but also give back to other um, performers or um, creative artists that were struggling. Um, and so I, um, so I developed $5 jingle grams basically where, um, I, I kind of, I marketed it on my Instagram and basically said like, Hey, um, it's $5 for a jingle gram. Uh, you're going to give me three things about a friend that you would love to encourage and their name. Um, and then I'll tag them in a little song that I'm going to write about them. It'll be about, um, they range pretty much the average is like 20 to 40 seconds okay. of a song. Um, and so I thought that that would be, you know, a good way for me to continue to push myself to finish pro projects. Yeah. Um, and then for every two jingle grams that I make, uh, that I made, I donated half of the proceeds to um, another uh, creative artist. And I thought, you know, at best I could buy a creative a coffee, you know, like just like pick someone in the area and be like, Venmo $5, hey, go yeah. grab yourself a coffee, keep going. And uh, cause I, I really didn't know how, how much um, this would take off or um, if it go anywhere. Um, so I started doing this and it, it, it started off a little slow, um, and mainly just some of my friends. And then, um, as time went on, I had another friend who had a pretty big platform reach out to me and, um, ask if she could promote my jingle grams on her page. And, um, then it also a couple other people who would repost the videos that I would send to their friend um and so then I just started getting all kinds of jingle grams flowing in um and it was a little it was a little overwhelming because I had like a time limit and I you know I, I would be like you know you're on a wait list so it'll be like two to three days um and, but it was nice because I mean I was home I still had things to do but um I was home so I could um just like have that on my to-do list to knock out like three jingle grams. And, um, it was really fun getting to hear, um, getting to hear some of the stories of like, or just like the inside jokes of people and their friends. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was really encouraging like that. There was so many people who wanted to, um, spread a little joy to a family member or friends and encourage them as they were studying for a hard test or, um, they were at home taking care of their mom who was, uh, who was sick or just things like that. And just hearing about all the stories and getting to be a part of that in encouraging that person. Um, and then when it came, uh, like through the course of, and I think this lasted for about a month and a half uh, that I was really um, heavily writing jingle grams. 
um, I got to donate to about four different local creative slash small business owners. And um, it was a good chunk of money, like more than I, th I thought that I would literally just be sending them coffee money, but um, it turned out to be more than that. And so I was just really excited and um, just thankful for the support that I was receiving because for me, it wasn't about making money. It was, um, it was more about continuing to um, just craft music mm -hmm. and encourage other people. And so that was just, it was a really great experience. And I don't think like jingle grams aren't done for good. I'm not like tying that up, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously it was, it was big time commitment. So it worked really well for just being quarantined for a while. And, um, so yeah, that it, it was just a really fun experience. Oh, I love that. When I saw that come across your Instagram too, I was like, oh my gosh, how has no one thought of this before? It's amazing. And it's really encouraging for budding songwriters who mm -hmm. are intimidated by the songwriting process yeah. or who maybe think like, I'm, my music is never going to get noticed. You know, I'm yeah. not going to be able to make waves in the community. There's so many people who have done this before me, but no, there's creative ways like that, like Jingle Graham, yeah. to be able to get your music out there to encourage and inspire people and to make a little bit of money. So yeah amazing and really positive. And I love the yeah. fact that you donated. I didn't, I didn't realize that. It's amazing. Um, who are top three inspirations for songwriting for you? Ooh. Um, top three. I'd have to say um, Tori Kelly. Love that girl. Mm -hmm. um, so Tori Kelly is one of my favorites. Um, I really love uh, Cave Town, um, and then, oof, this is so hard. Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sound really cheesy by saying my, my two close friends, um, uh, Savannah Atkinson and Lucy Pritchard, they write super creative stuff, and I feel like just, uh, me and my group of friends inspire one another to keep writing and it's just fun to hear uh, what they're creating and um, so yeah I have to say them like I'm counting them as one because they do some collaborative songs too but uh, yeah that's awesome I would say those three yeah and do you that's a good question about collaborative writing do you recommend mm -hmm. collaborative writing as a way to get started is it more difficult than writing solo what's your thought on that Um, I guess it just depends on um, what type of person you are. If you know that you're not going to um, sit down and write a song by yourself um, and you bounce better off of people, then definitely start writing with a friend like my sister, who is also an inspiration to me. Um, she and uh, my friend Savannah, uh, when they started writing songs, they did it together. And that I think was super helpful for both of them mainly Miley uh Miley is my sister she had um the experience in music and theory and um just being a musician whereas um my friend Savannah um she really loves to write and is good with words and so they kind of just put their um talent together and I think that helped um them kind of launch into music writing 
Um, for me, um, I, a lot of the time when I, and you might need to kind of trial and error when you begin writing music, maybe you'll start writing by yourself and realize I cannot do this alone. I need to find somebody. Or, uh, maybe you start writing with somebody and realize I have a lot of my own ideas that I want to, um, elaborate on. Uh, I think for me, I do better writing alone. Um, because I'm always changing, like, like I said earlier, I'm always like changing things or going back and saying, mm, this is not quite what I want and changing it. And I think that would be super frustrating for another person. Um, because like, I don't want to like, uh, mold, like, uh, nitpick at every little thing, especially in involving another person. Um, but again, like, collaborative projects are super fun and they go so I feel like they go so much faster mm -hmm. probably because you have two people working together either one person writing the chords and coming up with chord progressions or um you know like figuring out way different ways that you can say something um just having other people's experience makes it a faster process right um but yeah okay now to change gears really quickly, I want to go to mm -hmm. more performance side of what you have done. Can you sure. give us a little background on the places that you performed and maybe like where your dream performance would be? Ooh, so um, places that I performed. Um, so I've done a lot of, um, especially my um, like couple years back in high school, doing a lot of. Um, like orchestra, orchestral performances, um, concerto competitions. Mm -hmm. um, I won two different concerto competitions. Um, I participated in um, a couple at, uh, I participated at one in, um, at UMSL University. Um, and then I also did some, um, some stage shows, some pit orchestra work for uh, Missouri Baptist, uh, which was super fun, just seeing a different side of um, like playing orchestral pieces, but playing it to a live show is different. Like still, you you have to be very metronomical mm -hmm. in uh, how you perform, but also you're like kind of multitasking because you're watching the conductor, but also kind of watching the actors and actresses um i've also uh, more recently i just came back from tennessee i um, last year was hired out in tennessee for a show there called silver bow um and it was a variety stage show uh, so kind of like the shows that you would see in branson missouri if anyone's familiar with branson um where they um they had a crossbow act um and she did a bunch of like crossbow tricks, um, blindfolded, um, target shooting, and uh, just like really cool. Um, it was just a really cool sh show. So then in between her, her as the main act, we had a music set. And so we had a couple singers and a band and I was a part of the band. And I was hired specifically as the electric violinist um but i sang some background vocals and there was a a, a song i got to perform uh by lionel richie um 
just yeah as a solo piece and so um i sang and then i i played a violin solo um so that was really fun i've also performed at dollywood um for their christmas in the smokies show um so that was some pit orchestra work there but it was super fun i had a couple little solos in that and i got to meet a lot of really awesome performers and uh, just great people there um and then i also just kind of like perform around at um, weddings um in the area and special events so uh that's kind of my uh, performing. I've done a couple open mics with Uke and singing, but um, I would say main a lot of my performance um, experience comes with uh, playing classical violin or uh, shows and, and things like that. Okay, so then how have you kind of used that orchestral background in mm -hmm. what you do now? Um, you know, I feel that in classical and orchestral mute orchestral pieces um there's just a lot of detail work you have to put into learning it and um you learn a lot about the history of a song um and just learning how to take the history that is behind that piece and then perform that way um there's a lot of like emotion um that is put into classical pieces specifically uh, that maybe a lot of people don't even know about so i've learned how to be a very expressive performer through that um also the dedication it takes to um practice those pieces has um given yeah given me more of an appreciation for just um, doing things well and um, working hard. Um, and I think also it's uh, influenced the way that I write songs instead of writing it, um, writing it thinking about like a popular pop song that I've heard on the radio, which a lot of them use a lot of the same chord progressions, same instrumentation. Um, but having kind of an orchestral background has uh, made me like want to incorporate that more into my music. Um, so adding like string parts or brass or uh, percussion. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and I should have mentioned this before, one of my other favorite artists is Cody Fry. Um, and he does a lot of this in his music. Um, just adding a lot of orchestral parts mm -hmm. and he does he composes the parts so it just adds kind of this movie feel um, to music and it makes it so much more immersive and I feel like um, like every time I listen to a song that just incorporates orchestra like an orchestra or uh, kind of like a classical twist I always feel like I'm watching a movie or just I, it's so much more um there's more depth to it yeah that makes sense it's, it's much more full in the accompaniment it's very lush. yeah um yeah, yeah. I love cinematic type music too so I'm totally on your side on that it's just always interesting um mm -hmm. to hear 
from people who are trained in the more classic techniques and those who aren't and how they approach music differently. Um, and I, for me personally, I feel like it has given me such a better handle on theory as well and being able to yeah. understand the technical side of things to where maybe it makes it a little bit easier to write whenever you have it from that standpoint, because you can see things a little bit more clearly and logically. Um, right. Yeah. So it's invaluable experience from my side. Um, yeah. But oh. I know you mentioned, this is really, really exciting, that you have a mini documentary that is all about your fabulous musical life coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Where can we find that? Yes. Um, so I got to work again with one of my um, close friends, uh, Ricky Ross, and um, he's just been amazing. At, he created a music video for me last year. And uh, we've just done a couple projects together. Um, and so it's really exciting to be able to work with him again. Um, so that will be coming out pretty soon. Um, and I will be releasing that on my social media. And then Ricky will also be releasing that on his social media. So that's at Ricky Ross. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, we were, he's been getting more into documentary and like storytelling videos. And um, so he asked me if I would be one of his subjects. And um, I'm super, super excited, super grateful for that. We just got to spend a day kind of just talking about um, my music writing process and um, just like what I do on the daily when it comes to just music and everyday life. and. So yeah, exciting. I cannot wait to watch it. So um, again, your socials are Reagan May underscore music. Like I said, mm -hmm. check it out. If you haven't signed up for her upcoming class on the Academy, do that right this second. You will not be disappointed. And is there any last words that you want to inspire up and coming musicians with? Mm. I think, um, you know, don't, don't get so caught up in pleasing other people with your songs, worrying about if other people are going to like it, uh, write from, uh, write, write whatever you want. You don't even have to put yourself into a genre box. Um, if you want to write country one day, then write country, and then another day you want to write R&B, and go for it, um, and just trial and error. Like, there's nothing wrong with, um, uh, like, I don't know if you can really fail with writing music, but there's nothing wrong with failure. Um, if anything, it just creates um, just more pathways to success and, and pieces of music that you actually love. Um, so definitely don't look at, um, don't be afraid to fail. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's all I want to say there. And also, thank you so much for having me on. I super appreciate you and the work that you do, especially for your students. And uh, you're just so enthusiastic with them and um, just very inspiring. So I really appreciate you. Absolutely. And you have that same passion um, in you, which makes it so exciting for me to work with you. I'm so excited for all of my students to meet you on the 21st and to get to share all of your knowledge with the world. So again, Own Your Voice Academy, Reagan May Music, check them out. And we will see you very soon. Thank you again so much. Absolutely.
We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. To learn more about the Own Your Voice podcast or to join the growing community, visit GabrielleStudioOfMusic.com and the Own Your Voice podcast on Instagram. As always, remain committed to owning the power of your unique voice because what you have to say, both musically and personally, is much too important not to be heard. Thank you.